What's up, everybody? This week, Sarah and I analyze the boom, bubble, and darkness on Al Gore's internet. That and a whole lot more is to come, because maybe losing $100 million and only being popular for two months in a year is a fantastic business strategy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Daddy's Podcast. Uh, if you stay to the very, very end, not only are you a hardcore fan of this thing, but you'll see why we're giggling so awesomely this morning. So how's everybody doing? Hope everybody is doing well, and welcome to the morning recording edition of um, yes. part three, the final part. Ding. What is it the final part of? Al Gore's Internet. Al Gore's Internet. That's very, very right. But first, before we get started, guys... If you like what you hear, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram. Give us a like, give us a share there. Look up our YouTube channel. That's very, very important because we've got video game walkthroughs, we've got podcast samples, we've got this, yes. this, that, and the other. Yes. And of course, wherever you find great podcasts, bad podcasts, and everything in between, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, but not Google because Google sucks. And, Google uh, doesn't suck. Google just <laughs> thinks we suck. <laughs> right. Uh, now, we're recording some of these things out of sequence, and you'd think, uh, why would you record uh, a three-part series on one subject away from other things? Well, for for one... Timing. Timing. Miss Sarah has been very, 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 very busy. Yes. Busier than a politician telling the truth. And uh, so I had Greg here filming... Uh, the, the Genesis Classics episode, which is coming up next episode, right? And I had to explain to him why I was ranting Google sucks at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> and he pretty much gave the same answer you did. So very, very diplomatic about the pair of you. Well, the more you t- you st- you talk about how Google sucks, the more I mean, they're not going to approve the podcast. They can't hear me, so it's fantastic. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> okay. Well, if you well, think it's, that, then... It's like, the, it's, it's like that Ron White thing, isn't it? I'm going to keep telling this story every time until the lawsuit is settled. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, what have you guys been doing lately? I'll tell you what we've been doing lately, right? Mm-hmm. I was sitting, <laughs> playing... Uh, trying to get my uh, Skyrim walkthrough on, mm-hmm. because uh, that's coming soon, as mentioned in Extra Episode 13, if you want to listen to it. And um, to the left of me, I hear... No, that is not real. And? Holy shmikes, that is real. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Sarah, would you like to take the lead on this one? Because it combines two of my uh, childhood, childhood um, okay. memories. So... Who doesn't like dinosaur movies? I love dinosaur movies, except Jurassic Park 2. Well, okay. And who doesn't like Army of Darkness? Everybody loves Army of Darkness. Okay, so what if there was a movie, right, that was so bad it was Army of Darkness bad, but it was like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes that involved Velociraptors? But that's not the, that's not the cool part. One priest goes to China after the death of his parents and with the help of a prostitute becomes the Velocipaster. That's right, the Velocipaster. The Velocipaster, yes. I have not felt this excited, cringy, and trepidatious over a movie since we saw the preview for Cockneys vs. Zombies. 
That was and a that's a damn, damn good, good movie. movie. I love that movie, man. It, it's, pro- it's probably because Alan Fold's in it here. Yeah. But Velocipaster is on Netflix, and we haven't sat down and watched it yet, um, only because... One needs to prepare. You, you can't just dive into that. That's not a random, oh, let's just see what's on type thing. No. no you got to have the proper snacks. You've got to be in the right headspace. The children need to know that within, you know, unless the house is burning down, shh. And the last couple of times we've tried to watch it, we've had a nine-year-old around us, so we can't exactly, yes. you know. The 13-year-old, we don't really care about. He's he's seen it all. Yeah, he's, I mean... He'll sneak, he'll sneak up in the middle of the night, put Netflix on, and watch... Jaws. Whatever. Yeah, so he, 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 yeah. No, but just with the nine-year-old, you know, that's a little... It's a little young for... Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay, but no, he fights ninjas. Yes. Bad ninjas. <laughs> As a velocipaster. Yes, and, and Google the... Um, you, you know, go to go to Google and YouTube and whatnot, and find the th- the uh, theatrical trailer because it is the most amazing trailer you will ever see, it, ever. Period. It looks like it's a parody trailer of like a par- is it, okay. Uh, Tarantino released um, two movies with Robert Rodriguez a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and they put fake. You know, remember that one for the um, for Machete? Yes. Right. It looks like one of those, and it looks like it's just you know a parody movie, right. or, or just a you know a, a, a you know a means to the an only end. way he, this could be better is if he were in an inflatable T Rex costume. <laughs> that is the only way this could be better. Uh. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what the world needs, though. I think, like, well, here's the thing, right? I, I've been to you know, I think I've mentioned it before. You know, I'm, I'm I was born Catholic, and in mm-hmm. the words of Dara O'Brien, Dick Regalis, if you leave the church or not, you're still Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the words of never mind, I'm not gonna do the Monty Python thing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but um, you know, if Catholic Mass was told by a ninja fighting velociraptor. I think I would have enjoyed it just a little more. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, the teenage, you know, the teenage contingent would have set, definitely set up. I mean, you wouldn't have that, uh, you know, like, the youth attendance falls off right around 13, 14, 15, you know, for, it, for it, a little it, bit. Now, they, usually they come back after they get older, but there's usually a little, back. yeah, usually there's a lull, you know, where they fall off for a little bit. But man, if you had a velociraptor as your priest... I guarantee you, there ain't nobody going nowhere. Right. Why? Because you don't want the priest knocking on your door trying to find <laughs> out where you were, and this dude turns out with the, sticks the claw out at C- you. Confe- and Confessional would be fun. Oh, <laughs> watch the trailer. Oh, oh, oh. Does, does anybody have any reason to object nope. to this wedding? Nope. And if somebody objects, ah! uh, Velocipest is going for the bride or the groom. There you go. <laughs> so. Why do I have Rock Me Sexy Jesus stuck in my head? Because... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we came across that on Netflix too. No stars. Whichever, whichever one of the eight services stars. we're paying for that right? we don't really watch. So, uh, all right, guys. So that's enough rabbiting right now. We, we, we're going to get to the main course of why you came here. But before we do, remember check out our social media pages: Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Um, I don't think we have anything else except our uh, website. Correct. Yeah, just look, right up, now. just look up Because Maybe Network or Because Maybe Podcast. We haven't changed everything in all of them. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where we're going to be doing a uh, lot of video game stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of podcast stuff and extra episodes and mm-hmm. blah, 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 a whole bunch of extra stuff. And, of course, check us out on Spotify. Yep. Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Podbean. Mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. Stitcher Radio. Tune in, but not Google because Google sucks. I'm going to cut you. (laughs) 
What are they going to do? Demonetize my videos? Ooh. <laughs> Keep it up. Uh, but all right. So we're going to go ahead and jump in to the greatest invention of the 90s. Yes. Al Gore's internet. Al Gore's internet. Yes. Let's do this. Cultural impact. All right, guys, thanks for listening to Iron Name Babbling just a few moments ago. And here's the main course of why we're here. We're talking about the last part of Algo's Internet yes. in the 90s. Yes. Now, for uh, people who are listening to the very, very first time, why do we call it Algo's Internet? Because Algo invented the Internet. Duh. <laughs> it's basically off the off the infamous interview he gave when he was running for president, where yes. he said he created the Internet. So yes. That's always been a joke. It's always been Algo's Internet or the interwebs, right? That's what what we've in the world and Algo's Internet are you talking about? Okay, guys, for this next segment, if you have any um, youngers in the car with you or wherever you're listening, or if certain things are, um, I I hate to use the word triggering, but if you're sensitive to certain subjects, um, we are going to put a timestamp in the show notes and um, let you know when it's good to hop back in. Um, But we're going to be discussing um, the differences between the dark web and the deep web. And if you have any inkling as to what either one of those are, or if you or if you think you might know what the two of those, the difference between the two, then you'll know that um, there's going to be some sensitive subjects talked about yeah. in this next segment. So John and the magic of post-production is going to handle all of that and put pauses in the appropriate spots and mark the timestamps in the show notes yeah because i don't want to i don't want to mark this episode as explicit because literally this, this is only it's a very this, it's right, a very, it's it's a very, very brief sh- part of 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 this and right. uh, i don't want to cut it out though because it's very very important to, mm-hmm. to distinguish it i mean look right we're, we're going to be talking about this and then the next thing we're going to be talking about is like the failures of the dot-com bubble i mean i i can't mm-hmm. I, I can't justify putting an explicit tag on it because, right. because of that you know what i mean so just we're, we're we're going to handle this as delicately as we can yeah but just know that... Um, and we're also going to be using very straight language. Yes. Not, no euphemisms. So, no. Th- and I think that will help. Yes. So, you know, but um, basically what we're talking about is the difference between the dark web and the deep web. Uh, both of them kind of... They're completely different things, but people kind of interchange what it is. Like Kind of like World Wide Web and Internet, they kind of interchange both right, of them. Right, right. Confused... Without really recognizing what's what. Yeah. Yes. Now, one is um, absolutely like the underworld dark market whatever you want to call it right Mm -hmm. and the other is actually either innocent or by choice so what is the difference Mm -hmm. okay the the difference is very very marked and it's actually one it's not as okay the difference between the deep web and the dark web deep web is not as sinister as it might sound every single person who uses the internet accesses a deep web web page at least once a day Yes. Definitely a couple times a week. If you are using anything, I'm assuming that is HTTPS. Kind of. It, it, Ish. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let, let me give you an example. Okay. Right? A deep website is blocked by Google search or Yahoo search or Bing search or whatever. Okay. There's, there's special uh, code in the web page that blocks those websites from indexing them in their search engines. Okay. Uh, an example of that is our bank accounts. Right. Only you can access those bank accounts, and you can't find your bank account page on a Google search. Right. Because it's got sensitive information. Right. That is an example of deep web. Okay. It's it's pages that are hidden by passwords, and only certain people can access them based on that so password. So they're secure and yeah. unsearchable. So, like, your, your 
your profile page on social media where you edit your name and your location and right. your, your bio and all that stuff. That's deep web. Okay. It's not as sinister as people make out. It's just sites that can't, that, that are not shown on Google. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, somebody described it as like an iceberg. Right, what we everything see, is under, what's underneath. What we right. see is the tip of the iceberg. The deep right. web is like maybe a, the next section under that. Right. The dark web, however, Ugh. is what the problem is. And again, guys, as we mentioned before, if you have issues with, with, with sensitive topics, you don't have to listen to this. Just fast forward and I'll, I'll add how long to fast forward in, in the description of the podcast okay. and so on and so on. This is um, kind of like an intranet, for lack right. of a better term. You can only get to it if you have access to the usernames and passwords of that net. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different nodes. It's not connected. And you have to, you know, you can't access them by traditional methods. Right. you got to use things like proxies and uh, FTPs and stuff like that just to kind of, you know, to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a secondary website, mm-hmm. where, uh, internet, so to speak. And you can only connect to the dark web if you basically know what you're looking for. Right. I mean, so you can't type into Google, you know, whatever you want. Right. You have to have a username and a password. And right. It's anonymous as hell. And it can, t- apparently, now I've never, I've never been on the dark web. I don't mm-hmm. want to go on the dark web. It's, right. It's a little too squiggy for me. A little. I mean. <laughs> it's very squiggy well, for you, me. You know I, I got mean. you. I got what you mean. I mean, it's, you know. It apparently contains okay, the the internet contains every single thing in the in the history of human sphere that has been recorded. Right, right. The dark web is where most of that is. Gotcha. I mean, just say you need drugs. Mm-hmm. Dark web. Yep. Human trafficking. Right. Uh, the most gross porn you could ever think of. Illegal. All the illegal. All the illegal. All stuff. of the illegal stuff, and you, you can just insert whatever it is that you're wanting, whatever it is that you would never want to think of there. Yep. Um, like communities, you know, uh, terrorist organizations, right? Uh, the extreme fringes of left and right political moves from your anarchists mm-hmm. to your uh, supremacists, mm-hmm. uh, and of course piracy. Yes. Which is one of the big things. Now, technically, the Pirate Bay could be considered a dark website. If that's still up. Mm. I don't... I, I have... I mean, I, it's been many, many years since I've done a peer-to-peer software thing, you know. But uh, I think that was still... The, the, the pirate ship was still the main one, I think. Yeah. And I mean, you can't... You, you can access the website, yeah. but you can't access the servers unless you, right. have, unless you have something like this. You know, and... Believe it or not... This I found really, really confusing. While it is illegal, while, while, while the dark web has got tons and tons of illegal Legal content, content right. and uh, illegal activities and stuff like that, there's no crime against accessing it. Well, it yeah. is 100% legal to, to access the dark net because if you block the dark net, then you block a lot of legitimate stu- stuff right. off of that well, because I of mean, how you connect to it. Right. Well, I mean... Owning the anarchist cookbook is legal. Making a napalm bomb is not legal. No, that that's true. I mean, you know, it's information. The the access to the information is legal, um, and it, it, you you get into a, a lot of uh, tricky amendment discussions on this. But I mean, um, 
it's it's simply a case of you know information I, I i'm the type that i don't believe that there should be a censure of access to information no. um i believe that i mean it's not my job to police what you look at um that doesn't mean i don't think you're a creep but amen <laughs> but i mean it's not my job that's between you and somebody else but um uh yeah I mean, except for some forms of pornography, I think some forms of pornography, um, well, I'm not going to go off on that kick. Yeah. But anyway, um, you have to be very careful, uh, with things like the dark web and how you approach, I mean, if they were to police it, they would have to be very careful on how they policed it because a a, a lot of freedom of speech and freedom of, right. I mean, it would just be bloop, gone. And and, and the thing is as well, right, people have done, I hate to use this term, but people have done expeditions on the dark web. Mm-hmm. You know, they they try they they do sting operations trying mm-hmm. to catch certain groups right. and stuff like right. that. And like people people have said that, it, but uh, surprisingly, that all the communities on there are very very close knit. Right. I mean, probably because a it's anonymous mm-hmm. and b it's it's a secret club. Right. For lack of a better term. And, you know... Um, it's like the people who hang out in the catacombs of Paris. Yeah. There's, like, a whole little secret organization of, of people who... Because uh, the only... Most people don't realize in the catacombs, the only thing that um, you're allowed to go actually in is the part where the bodies are. Um, but there is a vast, extremely vast network of miles and miles and miles and miles of tunnels that are closed off. And it's technically sort of illegal to go down. Because it's um, it's it can be dangerous, yeah. and if you can get lost down there, well, the dark web is sort of the same thing. I just started yeah. on that. Wait, and the dark web is sort of the same thing. There's um, there's if you you can get lost in quite a few rabbit holes, and yeah. dangerous things could lurk. But you know, if you have a guide and you're not looking to go to the dangerous parts, then you it might. It might be your bag. Yeah, but, but when, when, like, not, if, if you want, we're not endorsing. We're not, we're not endorsing. We're not condemning certain no. parts of it. Yes. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's if you if you were to to make access to it illegal, it'd be very very hard to police. Yes, because how how it's set up, a lot of businesses have right have it set up to where right. they you know they connect to another person's computer to, to right. direct download information i mean hospitals mm-hmm. do that every day yep. you know so it's 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 yeah, yeah now, if you've ro- ever used a p2p network you you've technically you, you've done the ish. equivalent of, of you do, yeah. you've, yeah, you've done the equivalent of the connection to it mm-hmm. and and like you know it, it's it, it to me it scares me a little bit because there's rumors like you know everybody's identify identifiable information is on that anything that's a government record is is there and anybody can access it yeah but i mean we're foolish if we think that it's not i mean nothing is sacred no so the nsa is all up in our skittles so but anyway so so inserting uh skip jump here and hello people and we're back all right so uh (laughs) (laughs) man that was an intense conversation wasn't it right a little bit a little intense but um, you know, I like the bit where we were talking about you know helicopters and yes. uh, balloons having laser fights. Yes, brilliant. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Now, so going back to what happened in the nineties, right? We kind of we mm-hmm. kind of touched it on the first episode and the last episode. We kind of talked more anecdotal stuff, but I mean, right. the mid nineties started kind of changing. Uh, let's say the mid nineties, but like the late nineties, but it was the mid nineties mm-hmm. internet time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, certain things kind of 
started going up, right? That was the dot-com bubble. And well, yeah, I mean, e-commerce in and of itself was invented, which, I mean... It, and it, nobody knew how to do it. God love a capitalist. If there's a way to make money, you know, it's it's people... If there's a way to make money, people are going to find it. The problem was there was no money to make on the internet at that time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if who all remembers trying to... There, there weren't e-commerce. E-commerce back then didn't exist as it is today. I mean, the, the having being able to have an online store, it was horrific, I it mean, trying. Click, it was, they were called clicks and bricks. We mentioned right, that, you right. Know, and a lot of those websites were basically like, you know, hey, this is what we have in our store. Come to our store. Right. There wasn't like location services where like a, a, a giant like Walmart could could have their entire right, and the, and the able and the ability to uh, encrypt a um, a purchase online was no. What did not exist. I mean, not on not where any small business could use it. At least no, e- eBay was very very. Um, I mean, it didn't come out until the late to late nineties or right. early two thousands, right. and it was very, very at first unreliable. Well, yeah, because you used to have to mail your payment to somebody yeah. on eBay. Not eBay. Um, I'm not thinking of eBay. I'm thinking of um, PayPal. Mm-hmm. PayPal. Well, PayPal is owned by eBay. Well, not then though. Yeah, PayPal was started by eBay. I did not know that. Yes, PayPal was started by eBay because originally eBay, you would. Um, um, you would have to mail your payment to someone back in the day. Okay, I got you. And so they had to come up with the way to do it quick and secure, right? But I mean, bill even... me later and all that stuff. Those originally th- that came from eBay. Okay, I got you. I got you. And, and I uh, apologize for getting eBay and PayPal mixed up because there's something to change. There's something to change. Well, yeah, even though they means... offer different services, right? You know, um, you can't have one without the other. But I mean, it was you know, e-commerce was very very different. And as you mentioned, it was but it, new. It was new, and nobody knew how to do it properly. Right. But not just that, nobody knew how to market themselves on the web, on the web. And I think only and only when cell phones and social media came out mm-hmm. did it did it kind of take off like it did. And you got to thank Apple for that. iTunes was was what really kicked off the e-commerce stuff. That was back in what two thousand one. I think so. Yes. Where Steve Jobs says, "Okay, give us give us a dollar for a song, and people can people can go into that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I want this song. It's mm-hmm. only a dollar, you know. Right. But I mean, we mentioned in episode one, Pets dot com. Mm-hmm. They had like uh, twenty million in outgoings and seven hundred thousand in incomings. Right. And they they were expecting to run a business off that. I mean, even can't I really know. do that. Can't really do that. But I mean, the other things too that came out, right? I mean, let's just you put had it this webvan dot com too, right? Webvan, yep. It was the uh, first online grocery store. Yeah, so now you can go and, you know, have Instacart or you can have um, Amazon, you know, deliver groceries directly to your door and have John open a Coke while I'm talking. So leave that in there. One. Yes. Oh, okay. This is my weekend of, uh, of sugar. It's his weekend of uh, food debauchery because it was our birthday weekend. His was Thursday and mine was Friday. Yeah. And the train has kept a rolling all weekend long. So we're going to go have king cake later. Hey, hey, hey. Thank Yay. you. Thanks, little sister. Um, but, um, no, so long before you could have Amazon deliver your Whole Foods order. <laughs> so, or, or you know, you can have, you know, stuff delivered to your, to your house food-wise. Our local grocery chain does do online orders. Yes. So, which, which um, I might take advantage of soon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually have. I've had them deliver 
um, cereal to the house one time because I had a coupon and the kids were hungry. There and you yeah, there you go. So, anywho, chips and cereal because I was the, I was it was that kind of parenting day. And every parent knows there's those days where you just do not feel good at all, and the kids are like climbing the walls and we want this, we want this, we want this, and so you just go okay, click, click, done, boom. Yeah. And the lady shows up with all the goodies. The kids are happy. You can like Rest. go back to your Tylenol. So, but, um, no, webvan.com is an online grocery store. And then what happened with them, dear? Well, they did what everything, every, everyone saw like the dot-com thing and it's like, oh, this is an, this is an online internet thing. Mm-hmm. Let's pump a ton of money into it. Of course. And they got an IPO offering, so mm-hmm. they went public. Yep. And the idea it, itself was sound. The idea was sound, and they like the, the the reason it went public was because they had this grand plan of expanding to twenty six major cities mm-hmm. over like I think it was fifteen states. I, I thought I wrote mm-hmm. it down, but I didn't. I can't be bothered to look it up. Instead, mm-hmm. again, like Pets dot com, very little income, mm-hmm. lots of outgoing, and went down in two thousand one. Just okay. dead, dead as can be. Um. And the other, the other major one that I that, that I wanted to talk about was was eToys.com. Yeah. Um, now, sadly, what's up with eToys? Sadly, rest in peace, Jeffrey. We miss you. Aww. But um, before to- this was like Toys R Us's biggest competitor at the time. Right. And again, it was an online toy store, and you could order toys, send any payment, and they would ship you a thing. Right. right. Which is great in theory. Right. But how many people buy toys? Between January and November. Mm. Aside from a birthday here or there. Back then, you're correct. I mean, now, yeah. Well, now, yeah. But time. I mean, like, you know, nobody was buying toys en masse like they were for Christmas between right. January and November. Right. And so it didn't make any money between those times of year. Between those times of years. It didn't make any money. But in November and December, man, its its profits were great. Right. But the problem was they didn't cover the downtown for the rest of the year. Right. And they went out of business. It sometimes happens, yes. I mean, you know, and, and look, I don't want to sound like I'm clowning on, on those people because I'm not a very good uh, businessman in the slightest. Like, completely and utterly in the slightest. But the dot-com bubble set the internet back and all those entrepreneurs, it set them back a good five to ten years. Right. I mean, we could, like, you know, we're going to talk about it here in, in, in a few minutes, but I mean, the smartphones that we have right now, right. they could have been brought up five to ten years earlier. Because laptop technology and Wi-Fi technology was just coming around the corner that made laptops and Wi-Fi viable. This is true. You know, so um, so moving away from the, the, the failures in the dot-com bubble, right? Mm-hmm. We are both, we both are video game fans. Yes. Uh, we've both been playing uh, Fallout 3 recently. Yes. Fallout 4 recently, excuse me. Yes. Um, if you're going to cut that, just give me mine back. No, I'll just, give you... Just, okay. This is mine. That's why I'm giving it back to you. <gasps> it was in my pocket yesterday when we went grocery shopping. You pin thief. It was in my pocket. I didn't realize it was in my pocket until I sat at my desk and okay. I went... You know what? If you were upset about how I grocery shop, you can go to <laughs> webvan.com and I won't steal your pen. And I'm leaving that in. <laughs> so anyway, back to uh, what we're talking about. Uh, yes, you, you and I have both been we're playing big, Fallout Four. Big gamers. Yeah, we've been playing Fallout Four. Right. Um, Fallout especially Three, cons- especially console gamers. You're, yeah. you're. I mean, you you do PC as well, but I'm more of a 
strictly yeah. console. Well, not only that, I mean, the only PC games I do are not available on console. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can't play Football Manager on the Xbox. And to be honest, right. I would bore everybody to tears. Oh, by sweet baby Jesus, please don't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but I mean, like, a lot of the games I play online have been the retro series for the 90s game. They're available on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And by the time you hear in this, we're mm-hmm. probably either done or we're just getting started with a Donkey Kong walkthrough. Well, there anyway, you go. Uh, <laughs> cheap plug. But I mean, you know, console gaming have been around since the, the early 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's the best, that's the best thing to say this. Sega launched something called MegaNet. Yes. Right? And Nintendo followed suit in Japan and released something called Stellar View in 1995. Right. right. And these were the first waves of online gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted the the uh, the Mega Net. Yeah. So I wanted it so bad. I didn't know you were a Sega chick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My first. That was my first. Um. I mean, I had a NES, but yeah. but for that next generation, I had the Genesis. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I thought uh-huh. you were strictly NES girls. Uh, no, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have a SNES. I huh, had a Genesis. Okay, well, I'm and then I had the Sega. And then I had the Sega handheld. The Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. But I mean, this is the thing I can't understand. Right, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, about this stuff. When you when the internet sounded like you know, two robots going through a cheese grater to get online. Mew, right. Mew, yeah. And it would literally take a minute to download a mm-hmm. single picture. Mm-hmm. My question is. How in the heck were people able to play online games through a console streaming from their computer? Um, it was more of a community based on um, based on the game. I mean, so it was more. It wasn't necessarily the game inside of things. It was more like you know the chat part, chat the room bottom. type yeah. thing. Okay, because uh, initially. Initially, yeah, and then as the technology got better, people started playing games. And yes. Stuff like that. yes, 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 yes. And okay, and th- and then you know I've got down here that MMOs and RP and MMORPGs started exploding in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So you had EverQuest, mm-hmm. Nexus, uh, and Nexus Ki- sorry, Nexus Kingdom of the Winds, and mm-hmm. the Ultima series online. Yes, you know, and I mean, again, I just I just find that hard to believe. Like here's the well, thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing, right? The game Elder Scrolls. Uh, arena mm-hmm. right in real time to travel from one city to another could take hours right and it's gen and it's gen and it's generating could take hours yeah, it could take hours and it's generating the uh, the terrain and the thing as as you speak right all the dun you know all the dungeons were fine but like the terrain was randomly it's text based though so like a picture would pop up Okay. Right? The simulate travel like a person on a horse. Do 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 do. And but the text, it's the text that would, you know, you you you, you know, as you're traveling you come across this, you go north, east, south, or west and then okay, you, I got you and then you would, you know, NESW or, you know, do you, then this happens, do you attack YN? Okay, I got you. I got so you. it was text-based within now those type of games I did used to play when they first came out okay. on the on the computer. Um, and multiplayer monkey island right but AOL um, was if if you had access to AOL back in the day they um, there was a lot of really cool content creators who were place who were making text type games like that and placing them out there in the ether 
And they were really, really cool. And browser games, too. Browser yes. games were starting to come out. I think, what was it, Club Penguin started yes. in the mid-90s? Yes, but um, but those those text, you know, like, basically DOS-based games. I mean, those... Oh, I mean, that's that's all you had. Those, I mean, those were really... I mean, it was basically... People were able to write games like you would put on a Commodore 64 back in the day okay, and I get them you. out quickly to other people. I got you. But if you were able to put some, a couple of graphics on there... You, you were know, Right, that, that, that basically simulated travel or whatever, something like early... Zelda graphics. You know what I mean? Like, those don't take long to populate. No. I think so, the old Mario cartridge was like 725 uh, kilobytes. Right, right. So, you know. So, yeah, something like that you could do. I mean, and, and if the storyline was good, you could have like a really, you know, enriched gameplay and you didn't need the, 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 the graphics. stellar graphics. I mean, you know, if you put a not- really, really awesome picture and then usually it's some sort of fantasy picture with some chick and her, you know, perfectly endowed boobs that managed to stay held up by a chest plate, which would kill her in real combat. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, wielding a sword and, you know, the only... Uh, well, do you remember the, the, what gameplay used to look like on the the first smartphone games? Yeah. Like, Those... Yeah. yeah, it's basically the same look, thing. Look the same thing like that. And I had to laugh at that one. There was a, I was part of the official Skyrim community on Google Plus back in the day. Uh-huh. And Google Plus doesn't exist anymore because Google made the right decision in that call. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and there was a guy, right? And I remember him to the day. And he got drunk. I can't remember his username, but mm-hmm. I remember this thread. He got drunk. Um... On that community, we were asked to talk about the the mods that we all mm-hmm. had. Now, this is before the special edition, before I got out of Skyrim modding. Right. And, like, people were putting in there, people were putting in there, and this dude was getting, like, righteously indignant. Right. Now, the people who had the, uh, the on the Google Plus page mm-hmm. were, you know, not many kids were using Google, Google Plus. Right. It was more, I hate to say this, but it was more the over 30s crowd who were, who were hanging out on them most of the time. Right. And so a lot of the players in the, Sky, the, the Skyrim chat were our age. Mm-hmm. You know. And he was like, man, I can't believe, excuse my language, man, I can't believe nobody got any mods out there, man. Were, were you all gay? Oh and every dude drug him through the ground like, mm-hmm. my friend, I'm married with X amount of kids. If I want to see boobs, I can see them whenever my wife lets me. <laughs> you know, right. that was the theme of it. Right. And, and so, but, but the point that I'm making with that is I've never been a graphics guy. Uh-huh. And I don't understand people who would, you know, like you mentioned, the chest plate with the, you know, with the perfect yeah. thing. And I, I, I don't get that. Especially considering if you're doing that online, your computer is hooked up to the internet. Uh-huh. The internet is known for three things. Social media. YouTube and mm-hmm. porn. Right. You don't need your video game characters show you the boobs because right. you know you just got to go to the hub. There you go. Not that I go to the hub. Mm-hmm. I'm married. Mm-hmm. If I want to see boobs, never mind. Anytime uh, I learn, there you go. <laughs> never let me. Uh, <laughs> so back to gaming in the nineties. Yes. Um, Isn't it weird how gaming conversations always end up going back to boobs? And how many times have we mentioned boobs today? A lot. Okay, it's a boobs kind of day. It's a boobs kind of day. Uh, when LEN technology came about, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, like Ethernet, the right. big thick juicy right. cable that used to power the internet before yes. everybody came to Wi-Fi, uh, they started doing LEN parties. Yes. And there were a lot of games, like um, there was a uh, Tron ripoff, mm-hmm. and you know, basically people, what they would do is they'd like set up a bunch of, of tables, mm-hmm. put their computer on, the, on there, and attach their computers to like a... Right. You know, a, a, to a hub. To a hub. And they'd play, you know, 
fighting games and stuff like that. And because... This is the thing. The technology from the internet to the computer was slow. But through a hub, it was a lot faster. Right. Then this, this, these were your first, you know, esports. Yeah. This was this was the predecessor to uh, Fortnite and, you know, Smash Brothers and all that good stuff. But the good thing about it was is that, like, you know... I, I'd heard for years my nerds don't have any friends, but you see pictures of land parties oh God, from the yeah. 90s. Yeah. You had to be in that town. You had to go to the school, yeah. you know, whatever. There's like 20 people in that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have 20 friends growing up. No. <laughs> no. I didn't have 20 friends growing up who knew how to use a computer and set it up in my basement. Well, we've already established that I had web TV at first. So, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the, uh, I think that... But I had friends who had that. There you go. I didn't so have friends. I, I would be, I would make the popcorn. Only one of my friends had uh, internet growing up. Right. You know, up until like mid 2000s before I went, before I got, got into, I don't want to say a new group of friends because, you know, I, there was a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. But when I shifted my attention from one set of people to a different set of people, mm-hmm. you know, none of us had the internet the first set. Um, but I mean, when it came to online gaming, 1999 saw the release of. The console before it's Tom. Hmm. Sega Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. The first... That's our son's unicorn. He yeah. wants one of those so bad. Is the first uh, video game system to be to be able to be connected to the internet. Right. Uh, like, without any extra hardware built right. into the, the, the right. OS. I mean, it was, it was released in 99. It was ahead of its Tom. Right. And all the critics and the fans praised it until the PlayStation 2 came out. Right. And to be fair, the PS2 was the greatest console that's ever been released. You yeah. Know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. It, it is. The, what it could, Okay. For its time, what it could do. Right. It was definitely the template for what has come after it. Oh, no. Definitely. 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 And unfortunately, the Dreamcast was of that generation and didn't have the it capabilities. Couldn't compete. Couldn't it couldn't compete, compete at all. And, you know. It's sort of like a. The, the Dreamcast is like a point five. I don't really consider it part of that PS2 generation. I know technically it is, yeah. but it's sort of the bridge between the two. Because yeah. if there wasn't the Dreamcast, if the Dreamcast didn't exist for Sony to go, oh, we can totally smash that. Yeah, which was you know Sony's what I mean? MO is, in the 90s. Right. Then, I mean, I don't think the PS2 would have been as fantabulous as it actually was. It, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. But, the, I mean, the Dreamcast was definitely the first console that became an entertainment system rather than a yes. video game system. Yes, so it was, it, was, it, was, it was designed to be the first console that was sort of like, you know, a, a hub to your entertainment center. You know, where yeah. you can do... Because they envisioned eventually movies and everything to be able to stream. And there and, you go. And there you go, which now, of course... Anybody with a DVD player right. kind of looked eh. Right. I mean, we have a Blu-ray player that is just sitting we, in our no, bedroom. We have a Blu-ray player because um, it took me forever to find one. With As you can tell, John's British. Um, we have a Blu-ray player that is region-free. That's yeah. the only reason why we have it. And it took me forever to find one that I wanted. To find the one that I wanted on that. So. And then, like, two years later, we got the Xbox One. And now that DVD player is just sitting in our bedroom because it's got no use. You Yeah, because, I mean... I mean we don't have well. Also, we don't have that many region two. No, we lost them all in the yes. storage unit. But anyway, it's a different story for a different day. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it's it's just it, I didn't lose them. There's just boxes there I have to unpack. I don't like unpacking people. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it, it was definitely the first one. The first one to play music, the first one to play music and movies, the first one to connect mm-hmm. online. There mm-hmm. were even TV series, like, you know, who, who, who brought that to the attention of everyone, you mm-hmm. know, which is which is really, really weird. But I mean, you know, gaming, gaming, is, is gaming and porn is what made the internet mm-hmm. take off. Mm-hmm. Business wasn't at the time. Right. You know, it, I mean, it, 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 it is what it says. Um, so what's the biggest, what's one of the biggest features of today's internet? Social media. Social media. And if you like social media, don't forget to check us out on our social media. Now, everyone has got a social media these days. Right. Everyone. I mean, even the, I guarantee you, right, at some point, the Amish community has a social media page. Oh my gosh. They have to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With all due respect to Amish people, you know, we, we I mean, know there's th- onlyfarmers.com. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now, yeah. like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to mock the Amish community or anything not like at that, all. But I guarantee you, there's untra- untapped tribes in in the deepest, darkest regions of the Amazon rainforest who've got a Facebook page. So we all know Facebook, mm-hmm. the Twitters, the Tumblers, mm-hmm. MySpace. Mm-hmm. If you ever wanted to know what music your friends like, just jump out of MySpace. MySpace. But they all didn't come up until the 2000s. Now, I was mm-hmm. disappointed when I was going through this because two of the earliest social medias that I was a part of also came out in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a UK-based one called Face Party mm-hmm. where you were only allowed to have nine friends. Oh, wow. So if you had ten friends who were on it, sucks to be you. Right. And Live Journal. Mm, that yeah. wasn't a 90s thing. That was early 2000s. Early 2000s, correct. So, you know, the, 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 that, that kind of weirded me a little But, mm-hmm. theglobe.com. Yeah, I didn't go on that one. That is regarded in the history books as the first social right. media site. Right, um, it, it sort of walked so MySpace could run. Yeah, pretty much. It yeah. was a combination between Yahoo in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. Reddit as we know today, mm-hmm. and WordPress. Fabulous. So you basically had your social news, mm-hmm. your uh, your blogging, your blogging, and your groups. Well, that's fabulous. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's down now. Or if it's still up, it's very, very clicky. You know, very, very clinky, clunky. Mm. The other one was classmates.com. Oh my god! Everybody of a certain age remembers seeing the banners ads for classmates.com. So. And we've all clicked on them or laughed at them or looked at them at some point, so... But what, what it was, right? It was basically a directory of people who wanted to connect who'd been in school together. Right. Now, this was done in 1995. hmm So if you had a friend who, say, you lived in rural Arkansas... Right. ...and had internet... Right. ...and you had a friend who moved to... ...India... hmm If you both were on classmates.com, you could connect to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said, hey, I went to Jimmy Dean Sausage High School in 1974. Right. And they went to Jimmy Dean High School. It would connect you back up. It's right. kind of like the feature we have on Facebook now called People You May Know. Where right. you look at half, we look at 90% of those people and go, who? Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> so after the, after the school thing went well, mm-hmm. it then expanded to, like, other organizations, like unions. In and military. Military. Yeah. yeah. And, like, man, I was in, you know, I, I, I was in the Teamsters Union and... and, and oh, look, I served Ms. in this yeah. unit and, yeah. You cut me off of my joke, but that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Teamsters Unit and you're just starting to find Alpha? Yeah. You, okay. you, but you ruined it for me, so I I'm know, not going to say so it sorry. now. Boobs. Uh, 
But classmates.com, aren't they still going? I think they are. And I, I think, think they are too. It was dedicated to, like, it was dedicated definitely to an older audience. Right. Because, again, back then the internet was on computers and computers were expensive. And so right. the older you were, the more likely you would have a home computer. Correct. Compared to how younger you were. Right. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it started a memory lane branch and, you know, started doing all pulses stuff like that. And it's still active as the time of recording. Fabulous. So that's, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for a website to be online for 25 years, mm-hmm. that's not like a Google or something. Right. You know, that's good. This one I'm going to let you drive on because I had no idea about this okay. until you brought it up to me. Yes. So Usenet um, was my jam back in the day because it was the only social media type thing that you could get on with web TV. But it was sort of, um, you had to have a P2P type uh, thing to access it. So I guess it could be considered technically dark web. Um, but yep. it was alt fan or alt whatever dot whatever. So, um, but it, it had news, um, you know, chat rooms, communities, um, and it's similar to the modern day Reddit. Um, there were sub threads. So you would find, you know, like on Reddit, you, whatever, you, you know how Reddit is set up where you could search for whatever and then there's a board for it and the yeah. board, then there's a million posts underneath it. Same thing with Usenet. So whatever whatever your your cup of tea was, you would find your tea, you know, you I would go, go right and go sit and sip. And so and as people um, touch base on stuff like there, because this was it was the first message board. It really was. Yeah. So um, and because it was out before message boards were even titled message boards. So, <laughs> but um, Usenet was definitely. Um, a fun, fun place to hang out if you knew what you were looking for. What you were looking for. So, but no, that's that's pretty much Usenet and the message boards in a nutshell. And uh, the rest of Al Gore's internet um, can sort of be summed up towards the end of the decade as leading up into um, Y2K and malware and hacking and doxing and all that nifty, ugly stuff. Now, so. we are going to be doing a special episode at some point. Mm-hmm. It's already written down that we're going to be talking about Y2K right. in depth. Right. So we're only going to touch on it briefly here. So I'm going to sort of take... Uh, I'm going to steal this one from you, Steal. Dear. Okay. Very cool. Um, but then, you know, malware. Computer viruses started as soon as the internet became available in the 80s. Um, you know, the correct term is malware. Some people... I mean, the, the term virus is... is used more interchangeably than malware yeah. now but it but the correct term is malware um as soon as people found a way to connect to each other some butthead in some dark basement decided well i'm just gonna make their day yeah and you know or make my day by watching them you know scramble so um you know, using a combination of email, chat rooms, and piracy, viruses spread on the internet. You guys know this. If you're listening to us, you're, you're connected to the internet in some way, you know what a virus is. And but those not, not all, only that, I, I guarantee you a lot of people our age downloaded a virus or two trying to get the line, latest song songs from Yeah, Limeway. yeah. Um, now, some were uh, malicious. Well, the, I mean, you know, most of them are malicious in one form or another, but some of them were just, they were designed to brick your computer or brick your gaming console. Um, others are designed to run in the background to get your uh, financial information or your uh, your identity to hack you. 
Um, and then there's Trojan viruses and worms, and oh my, those. And then in the '90s, those were the most prevalent oh, Trojan definitely. viruses. I, I hate. The and Trojan your stuff virus. would slow down to a crawl, and the internet was slow enough already as it was, people. But I mean, I remember, gosh, sitting with someone who had a Trojan virus, and it would it would take instead of one minute to load a picture, it would take forty. I mean, literally, like, line by line loading. And then you're trying to figure out where, where to, uh, you know, find the virus on the computer and Which all that good stuff. To do. That's why mm-hmm. antivirus software was created. Yes, antivirus software. Um, Norton um, at all. But that that is where they came from. To be able to scan for all those good things and to get them off of your computer. Well, another thing too with 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 malware is, and it, mm-hmm. it leads into you know to hacking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, some of the, the viruses were originally designed to, by some engineer, to kind of test if the operating system was working correctly. Right, right. And oh, this could be a problem. We've got to patch it out. Right. And then some some guys were able to access that code mm-hmm. and make it malicious. I mean, right. Yeah, computer hacking has been glamorized, I think. Right. You know, I mean, we, we've joked about it ourselves. When you put the USB in the correct time, you will hack a man, you know. Right. And computer, all computer-based crimes, there's always a hacker who, mm-hmm. like, types in a bunch of keys and bang, he's in your computer, mm-hmm. you know. But it's a little bit, there's more in-depth to that. You know, I mean, right. it, it, it is like that, but it's not like that. You know, it's not as simple as click, 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 done. Click, right. click, 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 done. Right. You know, I mean... When people hack your computer, they're doing it for to to steal your money. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to blackmail you, get your information, blackmail you. Mm-hmm. Uh, collection of data, and you know there is some good computer hacking that tests the vulnerability of you know whatever. Right. I mean, look, right, we're going to be doing a thing in a couple of months on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right. There is a scene in there where Mister Data. Mm-hmm. who does not have a, quote, bad bone in his circuitry. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Spock, who works on logic and reasoning. Right. They hack the Romulan central computer mainframe. Yes. And yes. just casually talking about it. Yep. I have I have gotten past 74. I have trouble with 75. That's it. You know, and you think, well, that's hacking. You're hacking into the government. Right. <laughs> you know, um... And that's part of the problem, you know. Pro- protest groups hack into things too. Oh yeah. They want to get, yeah, they want to get dirt on what they're protesting. Mm, um, mm. You know, like uh, people hack into Peter all the mm. time, which they deserve. Sorry, I'm being all controversial this morning. I'm not he trying is, to be. He is. He is. But no, I mean, hacking can be done for many, many reasons, um, and not not all of them good. Uh, I don't really know exactly some why something would be good hacked, but obviously, if something's locked up, it's supposed to be. It's like there's no, really no good reason to break into somebody's house. But um, unless you're doing it to test the vulnerability of security. So unless you're trying to test somebody. I work for the bank and I need to see if my website's working Right, correctly. right, right, right. Yeah. Those guys need to hack, need, need, need some good hacker skills. But, um, you know, the earlier systems, as you can imagine, were pretty easy to hack. They didn't have a whole lot of, um, you know, a, a, of a security wall. That's where the firewall came from. Exactly. You know? Right. Uh, I think uh, the I think the earliest example in pop culture of uh, mocking that kind of operating system mm-hmm. was in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, mm. which is a James Bond film. Uh, we're talking about Bond again, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, there was a scene in the very, very beginning where the bad guy is plotting his world domination and stuff like right. that. 
And part of the, an offhanded line was, hey, we're releasing an operating system that is so riddled with bugs that people have to update every five years. Ha 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 Microsoft, <laughs> you know? And it just, it, it, it was, I mean, it was, it was just a nightmare to deal with. You know, right. if, you, if, if, if your computer was hacked, you might as well have gotten a new one. Right, yeah. You know? It was pretty much bricked at that point. But no, we talked about Y two K, and we're gonna we're gonna um, deep dive into deep it. dive into it later. I mean, you know, it was known as the, as the Millennium Bug. Um, people were afraid that because of the coding on the computer itself, it wouldn't roll over once the date turned two thousand. So it would be nineteen hundred as opposed right. to two thousand. Right. Once it hit zero zero, um, so you know, as as if you think about it now, if your digital calendars wouldn't sync timers. Um, and disrupt features, safety, all of that good stuff. The, you know, hospitals, stock market, major transportation hubs were the ones that were most worried because they have to depend on the date for, you know, f- to do things. So basically, you know, when you look at the date, and we'll do this, we'll, we'll do this American and British, but, you know, if it's month, date, year, or day, month, year, whatever, but at the end, you know, basically you've got two digits for each. Two digits for day, two digits for month, and two digits for year. So if you're but looking computers at computers are operating on four digits for year, right at the time, yeah. yes. And so um, most people would th- were afraid that when they put zero zero in at the end, anything. it wouldn't recognize anything. And see, so and see, the, the biggest worry about it wasn't just all the financial stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought that uh, you know all the countries that have nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. as, as soon as midnight hit in their respective year, right, those nukes would be launched because right. the the safety systems wouldn't recognize, wouldn't recognize right two thousands right now. At the end of the day, nothing really happened. And well, they of, spent a lot of money to and, make sure and, nothing. Yeah, was and that's happen. and that's what I was getting at. People were like, "Man, that was a waste. Of, that was a waste of time and money. Nothing right. happened." But like worldwide, close to three hundred fifty billion dollars in two thousand money, which is about, mm-hmm. about close to about four billion dollars now, uh, four hundred billion, excuse me, was used to kind of you know fix the problem offset it yeah. yeah and like i said the damage was minimal and everybody thought oh what a waste of time right but because of the amount of work that they put into it right kind of you know it was preemptive and a lot of these things are done reactive but this was very mm-hmm. very preemptive right um you know the hyper religious groups the cons- conspiracy theorists you well, know they, they, they look for something to jump on anyway they all thought it was so, the end of the world right? right but this is the thing about the millennium bug a small portion of it kind of resurfaced in 2010 mm-hmm People think due to programming limitations, it's going to happen again in 2038. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a fan of 2K video games, the video game series 2K, Mm -hmm. on January 1st, 2020, Mm -hmm. a lot of those games you couldn't play. WWE 2K20, Mm -hmm. on January 1st at midnight, couldn't play it no more. Really? Yeah, it wouldn't recognize it. At all. Really? Yeah. That I did not know. Oh, see, dead serious. Dead serious. Huh. So a little bit of it has happened now because it hasn't been completely quote unquote patched. So there is truth to the argument that some crap could have gone wrong. Huh. Like, okay, it's a small scheme, it's only a video game, but still. Right. You know, people paid a lot of money, they made a lot of money off that game. Right. And nobody could play it. After January first. I think it's I think now we're in we're in early February. I think it's been fixed. Right. But um it probably has been fixed, but still. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, 2K20 doesn't recognize 20. Huh. Interesting. So, in the 90s. Yes. 
In the early 90s, people walking around with this brick mm-hmm. with a little black aerial hanging off it. Mm-hmm. It was two inches thick. Mm-hmm. It was a cell phone. Yes. It was like uh, was the words of Bill Bailey had this big brick set cell phone with four huskies pulling a sled with a yes. battery. You know? Yes. And you could go to any mall kiosk and buy 57,000 million covers to, to, to switch out for your yeah. phone. And yes. So, you know, cell phones are becoming popular. And as technology becomes popular, it becomes more affordable, right? Right. In the mid-90s, people started having cell phones day mm-hmm. in and day out. In 96, Nokia, or Nokia if you're in Europe, mm-hmm. launched the 9000. Yes. It was the very, very first cell phone or mobile phone that could connect to the internet in mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. Now, other cell phones could connect to, like, you know, hubs and small portions of it, but this was the first right. phone that allowed you to go on the internet. Right. And it was, like you said, the you know, the gray and, and backlit right. stuff and everything like that. Right. So what happened was... All these tech companies saw what was going on and started building phones and started building, right. P- was it PDAs mm-hmm. and, you know, the early tablets. Mm-hmm. Basically, for those who were tr- who were str- who weren't around then and struggling to remember, if you've ever gotten your hands on one of the early Kindles, one of the early, early Kindles yeah. and tried to go online on it, and basically it's just text, imagine yeah. that on about a screen about an inch and a half tall. And about two inches wide. Yeah, and that was an inch and a half tall. Well, it was it was over yeah, an inch. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it was about an inch was, and a yeah. half, an inch and a quarter, inch and a half tall, and about two inches wide. And that that's what you were surfing the internet on from your mobile device. And it wasn't that good, and people didn't really well, take it seriously because no, it was an inch and a half tall and two inches yeah, wide. Right, but what I mean is nobody t- <laughs> nobody took it seriously. And to put a website address in there, you had to hit you know you had to hit the W key like eight times. Oh, you had to be dedicated. So you know, yeah. It didn't really take off, but again, as as technology gets better and cheaper, mm-hmm. mobile phones became very very affordable. Mm-hmm. And by the time the mid two thousands came over, we had the smartphone. Yes, and I think that was kind of the beginning of the oh, end. Oh, the razor. Oh, the razor. The razor. I always wanted one of those. So did I. I wanted one of those too, but we had kids then, so yeah, we, we had, had track phone. We had yeah, right. <laughs> We had diapers, so... Yeah, but I mean, Woo-hoo! you know, as the technology got better, I mean, the, the internet got better, and you could see the full internet on your full screen. Right. And we're going back to talking about boobs again. Because, right, I think the minute somebody figured out that they could go online to adult websites, that's where the smartphone mm-hmm. got bigger. Because remember, <laughs> well, remember those early, early iPods, yeah? Yeah. It was yeah. just a wheel and a, a LCD screen. Yeah. And as soon as it started becoming, oh, look, you can have pictures mm-hmm. and full images and stuff like that. That was because somebody realized you could look at sex right. on, on, online. Right. It, it, it's like the Betamax VHS thing. Right. Or, or the DVD Blu-ray thing. You know, as soon as the adult industry went a direction, mm-hmm. everybody followed because while people don't admit to buying those things, a lot of people buy them. Right. And while so, people don't admit to buying those things, everybody buys them. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, it's an $8 billion a year industry. Somebody's got to be doing stuff. Nobody's admitting to it, but everybody's doing it. Or somebody's doing it. Somebody's putting, you know, putting the putting the money in the industry. So. Well, that's what Bill gets to spend on his fortune Well, there you on. go. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. So that's, that's pretty much it. The internet started off as a nice little military idea to connect schools together. Mm-hmm. And is now being carried by everybody 20, uh, 30 years later in their pockets. Yes. There you it go. It has connected the world and has proved one thing. 
Hmm. Has proved one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt. We used to think that the uh, common stupidity amongst humanity was because of lack of information. That's not true. That's not true. We figured it out. <laughs> but I mean, you know, considering <sighs> considering its scope and considering what it's done, right? This is up there with like the wheel and fire. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it brings and people together. It, it keeps people connected. I mean, the whole concept of globalization would not be possible without the internet. It has literally brought countries out of a third world status. Yeah. I mean, like right now, I'm sitting in northwest Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Thanks four to the internet. 4,000 years. 4,000 years. 4,000 miles. Well, it could be All 4, right, 000, time lord. Could be 4,000 years. I don't know. But 4,000 miles away from my hometown. Right. I speak to my mother at least twice a week. Yep. Yep. Couldn't do that. Oh, well, you could do it on, on the phone. Do you know how expensive phone calls are? Mm -hmm. Are we back? I mean, even in 2000s. When landlines were given unlimited call mm -hmm. You know, it was definitely, I mean, you know, loc locality. Video had, chat with your mom. Yeah. I mean, locality has kind of been, um, not killed, but definitely put to a back burner. Right. You know, local people, it's not the same anymore because no. you now get news. I mean, you know, it, t it used to take a while to get here, but now it's almost instantaneous. I mean, the, what's the biggest meme? Florida man. <laughs> You know, right? And the cool thing about it is, you know, it, it well, it, it's also two sides of the same coin. It allows people to come together, which is great because some of my best friends I found in, you know, in my love for bands and crafts and this, that, and the other. But it also allows people, you know, who gather for you know more nefarious purposes uh, to get together, and uh, then you have incidents like the the riot that uh. Heather Haver was killed in. Yeah. So I mean, you're it's it it, it, it anything can be used for good or bad. Any tool can be used for good or bad. A hammer can bludgeon just as easily as it you know helps connect two things. So I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a great invention, but it's it's done a lot of good. Yes. And it, it, it look. It, I don't want to seem like a downer, but it has you know. I mean, social media is starting to take place of traditional media. Mm-hmm. Which is good because you find out stories that you've never heard before from reputable sources. And, and make that's sure the two it's reputable, words. yes. You know, the two words are important, reputable sources. But the problem is, right? Mm hmm Radicalization is it's so much highest. easier. I mean, you yeah. have, you know, and, and it, you have, you know, anarchists, mm -hmm. uh, modern incels, supremacists, being mm -hmm. whatever race, uh, Nazis and terrorists now have mm -hmm. bots, you know. And, and look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are certain things in this world that I don't care about right. in one way or another. And if you were a Nazi, you were the scummest of the scummy. Right. Enemies. I don't oh, care. Yeah. I, I do not care. You know? Oh, well, they deserve to have their voice here. No. And, I, and I deserve to say that they're the scummiest of the scummiest. There you go. You know? And the problem is, is because that ignorance is now at an all-time high. Yes. Social media and websites basically practicing confirmation bias. And, and unfortunately, when you present facts to, to people... You know, they don't believe they it. They don't believe it. Fake news. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. I'm not going to get too deep into political bit. The current Brexit debate in the UK, mm -hmm. even though as of time of recording, the Brexit Brexit's has actually done. happened. It's done. There are people on the Remain side who are still waiting to hear one tangible positive argument from the Leave side. Right. And they've not gotten them. Right. But there's also people from the Leave side who can who have given their arguments. Who mm -hmm. want to hear positive? Who want to hear 
from the Remain side, then they can't do it either. Right. So nobody, everybody's believing in something that they don't know what they're believing. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm we're all guilty of it. Oh yeah, we all have our biases. You know, um, privacy's almost gone. Privacy's d- done. Yeah. I mean, okay. You you don't think that you, you know, well my privacy's done. You know, it's done. It's done. Okay. You know those people who post things on Facebook like from the OMG group. Mm-hmm. And these OMG, you know, who are you dating this week in celebrity world? Click on this link and yeah, it'll tell you. Yeah, if you've done an online quiz where basically they were... Where um, they get your email address? Yeah, or they um, access your Facebook profile. You know, they've when got you hit your data. Okay, they've got your data. Just call it good. Um, but the internet, I mean, it's available in everything from your cars to your refrigerators these days. I'm waiting for Skyrim to come out of my fridge. <laughs> I mean there's an oven out there that you have to agree to the terms of service before you can turn it on <laughs> that's a little too far right you know it's a little too far but again it's good in a way because like you can preheat the oven on your way home and start cooking mm-hmm. you know or burn the house down but like you know technology like um, you turn your heat on you turn the lights on yesterday our kid was walking around um Best Buy with her grandfather, and she sent me a text message because she found a coffee cup warmer that you can control the temperature of your coffee cup from your smartphone. Now, I drink my coffee entirely too fast to let my phone decide how, what temperature it's going to be. But, uh, yeah, but it's a pretty cool invention it if is. that's your jam. And, and you know what? This is the thing, right? The internet has given a voice to the voiceless. Yes. I mean, we've talked about, you know, oh, the, the, the Nazis, the anarchists, whatever. But on the other hand, it's to- it's helped topple regimes. Yes. I mean, the, the protests in Iraq, uh, not Iraq, sorry. No, it was Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, the revolutions in places like Lib- Libya. Aleppo. Yeah, uh, the current situation, for good or bad, that's going on in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, as the time we're recording. Um, the Australian wildfires. Yes. You know, it, 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 it has done things to help humanity in, yeah. in in the most positive way, while at the same time, you know, pulling things back. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's it's very, very hard to say if it's been a good or a bad thing. I personally think it's been a good thing, and the goods definitely outweigh the bads. Because yeah. these things will, ba- you know, the, the confirmation bias and everything like that will balance itself out in a few years. I mean, well, it yeah, does. but people were, people are inherently who they are anyway. And so if someone is, the internet's the ultimate platform yeah. and the ultimate archive. But if someone is there, if someone's a good person, they're, it's just going to magnify it. And if someone's not, it's going to magnify that as well. Yeah. But, um, but yes, it is the ultimate archive. Everything, everything you do is on the internet. It What goes on the internet stays, stays on the, on internet. the internet. And we try to hammer this in with our children. Don't put something online you don't want to learn. Exactly, because it d- deleting does not, and I'm so thankful that that was not the case when we were teenagers no thank you jesus and, and see here's the thing too and, and this is not you know <laughs> only one of the kids we're responsible for is on social media to an extent where you know that that we are on it right you know i mean the rest don't care right which is good you know right. i mean but you know it's just i like I said, I think, like I said, it's a great invention, the mm-hmm. ultimate archive. It has enriched so many lives. It has mm-hmm. done things that are more important than our little, you know, whatever. 
but it's also the bad points while they're bad they don't necessarily right. outweigh the good right and it has completely changed how we as humanity deal with life this is true i mean good lord kids today don't understand that 16 years ago there was no such thing as wi-fi oof oof this is true 25 years ago there was no such thing as smartphones mm. yep kids are, kids are still in school right now before wi-fi was invented yep and they're not and like we're talking freshmen yep in college yep you know so i mean it that's how quickly all this stuff has turned around and i'm kind of excited and scared of looking what's going to happen over the next 15 to 20 years i think it'll be cool it'll be fine and plus i'm at the age where i don't care about technology anymore just you know Mm -hmm. just tell me how to use it and i'll figure it out so what's coming up next so we will be back in just a moment Mm -hmm. just to kind of clear our heads i know it was a very very dense discussion and like we mentioned in the beginning we are going to put uh that i'm going to put that trigger warning in at some point because again this whole episode wasn't necessarily talking about bad stuff but there's definitely a bunch of bad stuff in this episode so we'll be back momentarily attention 90s music fans wondering what to do in isolation on a saturday night then check out friends of the show the holodecks up Saturday, April 25th at 6.30pm Central Time. Join the guys as they take a trip back to the 90s in a special performance live on Facebook. Check out facebook.com slash theholodecks and the upcoming events section for more information. If you would like to find out more about the band, look up theholodecks.com and don't forget to like them on Facebook. The Holodecks your premiere 90s music experience. Okay, so guys, thank you for um, stopping in with us and chilling with John and I while we talked about Al Gore's interwebs. And um, John, what is coming up next time? Well, next week, I'm going to be joined for the first time this season by the the comparable Greg. Uh, He's going to be coming here talking about Genesis Classics. Ooh. Now, what this is, um, and, you know, and what this is, is that we're going to be looking at a handful of games mm-hmm. that really we can't go deep into. Right. Like, literally, each segment... In and of themselves, yeah. that you couldn't do a yeah. whole... I mean, right. we've, already, we've already recorded it before this one, which right. is weird, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, but, scheduling, man, you do what you gotta do. Exactly, but it took, like, each game was 15 minutes where we talked about everything that we could about that game. Right. I mean, you know, I don't want to cheat you guys and give you just like a 15 minute episode. You know, right. that's that's I'll, I'll maybe, with everything in that 25 minutes, right. you know. So we took three games, Streets of Raid, Rage, Streets of Rage, mm-hmm. World Rush 2 and NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Three really, really good. Uh, oh, I've definitely got to listen to the part about Road Rush. Oh, yeah. Road I Rush love that 2. Game. Yes. Not yes. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, awesome we're going to have Sarah back. Not uh, not next episode, but the episode after, where mm-hmm. we talk about the patron scene of the podcast. Courtney Love. In very little detail. Yes. Because, and go through my research in this, her name very rarely crops up, even though she plays... Oh, we'll the, find a way. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. I've looked. There's, there's nothing that we can say about her on this movie. Really? As much because she was on her best behavior. 
Oh, that in and of itself is notable. But I think at the time she... Anyway, we'll, we'll go through that in a minute. We, okay. Uh, 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 if you of, believe... Yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Starring the incomparable Jim Carrey, Danny DeVito, Courtney Love, and Paul Giamatti. Talking yes. about the, the life and times of Andy Kaufman. Yes. But was it? Oh. We'll get into that. Spoiler! Uh, not spoiler, cliffhanger. Oh, God, I got that wrong. Anyway... <laughs> So, guys, if you are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram, check out Because Maybe Network. Also, check out our mm-hmm. blog on mm-hmm. WordPress. We might have something up. We might not. I haven't. I don't know. I haven't written we, anything. We got to get there. We got to get there. Um, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to check out video game stuff, we are currently, or will be about to be working on our Donkey Kong Country series. Yes. Which is going to be fun. And then I've got an idea what to do next on that. Yay. Um, also, I'm thinking about, and I think you and I have spoken about this, I'm thinking about launching a Twitch channel. Ooh. With the games like Road Rash, Ooh. Streets of Rage, etc. I'm know. down. So, I might, so I'll probably be doing that. I'll have more information on the next extra episode, which will be coming out at some point. Yes. Uh, so, guys, and also, if you want to support us and keep keep up to date with everything, if you just uh, walk in traffic and everything like that, check it, check us out on the preferred podcast platform of yours, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and tune in. Mm-hmm. And that way you can subscribe to us and you get our latest episodes. Unfortunately, we're not on Google Podcasts because right now, Google sucks. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, and like I said, I'm just jesting. I'm not serious with that, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, people will take it seriously. So, with that in mind, guys, thank you very much for thank watching. Thank you very thank you much. much for listening, even. Yes. Thank you for spending the time as we talked about the greatest invention of the 90s. Boobs? No, that's the greatest invention of all time. Oh, okay. Al Gore's, oh, <laughs> Al Gore's in it. And we will see you next time. Next time. Boobs! Bye! You're not allowed to say anything about boobies while I'm trying to drink my coffee, John. Okay, and I think we've got our ending right there. Uh, oh, there we <laughs> go. We're live, we're hot. <laughs> well, obviously we think so. Children later, yeah, right. Uh, this conversation is going on at the end. You do know that, right? That's okay. All right. <laughs>